You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Thank you, worship team. Looking forward to Friday. It's going to be a blast. Turn to someone and say, it's going to be a blast. Hallelujah. Where we spend hours just worshiping God. Not not making any request, but ministering to him. One of the things that is missing a lot of times in many of our lives is that we don't minister to him enough. We don't minister to him enough. Each time we come, we only want to receive from him, but we don't give him what he deserves. He deserves your all. Amen? Yeah. So when you worship the Lord, it transforms you. It changes your life. It makes a massive difference in your life. So I'm inviting you to praise waves. <laughs> Get your whole neighborhood here. All right. Even if they are not saved, just bring them. They will enjoy God's presence. Okay. Everybody loves music. I'm yet to find somebody that doesn't love music. If you find someone, report him to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. And before we, let me see. How many people are registered for the World Conference? Come on. Raise your hands if you have registered. Oh my goodness. The rest of you, what are you waiting for? Hmm? Register, register. Yes, do we, we have the link there, right? Do we have it there in the information desk? Go there and register, okay? Let us charter a plane to Cape Town. <laughs> Have everybody on the plane to Cape Town. Go and register. Hallelujah. Amen. You don't want to miss out. It's going to be an amazing experience. We will have our whole Every Nation family from 81 countries right there in um, Cape Town International Convention Center. I was there, I was there in the course of the week, just looking at the facilities and what is going to be like. It's going to be a blast. Hallelujah. So, make plans to be there. Before you know it, it will be, it will be time. So, just do it now. Don't delay. Okay? I'm just doing this to help somebody. All right. Glory to God. Are you ready for the word? The word of God. The word of God is alive. Somebody say the word of God is alive. The word of God works. It works in my life. Hallelujah. My life conforms to the word of God. 
the power of God's word brings stability to my life. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You need to be steadfast. You need to be immovable. All right? We're talking about immovable in shaky times. The times are shaky. Many things are shaking on the earth today. All right? And there's going to be more shaking. There's still going to be more shaking on the earth. The economy is shaky. You know, the economies of the world are shaking. Politics is shaking. Every aspect of life is going to be shaken to the very foundation. All right? But I want you to be one of those that will not be moved. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on, you remain stable. You remain immovable. You remain strong in the Lord. You remain firmly rooted, established on the rock. Hallelujah. The word of God is the rock. Hallelujah. Upon which we build our lives. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word, which is power. Let the power in your word be released here. Oh, Lord, let it bring stability. Lord God, let it bring establishment. My God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would move in every life. Everyone listening to me, oh God, that has been shaken by whatever situation, Lord, I ask to be stabilized right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me tell you, one of the strategies of the enemy is to make sure that he moves you. He wants to move you from where God wants you to be. All right? Because the enemy's strategies are quite simple. They're quite simple. Number one, he would want to move you out of the light into darkness because he knows that in the in the light he has no power he has no power in the light okay he is known as the prince of darkness that is his domain that's where he rules he rules through darkness so he wants to take you out of the light into the dark and when he gets you into the dark, he can defeat you. But if you remain in the light, he can never defeat you. Are you following me? He can never defeat you. So many times we don't realize when he begins to lure us into the dark. And he does that by suggestion. 
He does that by speaking to you. He does that by using people around you, using situations around you, and speaking to you, trying to speak to you and talk you out of the path that God has placed you upon. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 that the path, the path of the just is like a shining light. Come on. It's like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. Come on. And brighter and brighter and brighter. It keeps getting brighter if you remain on the path that God has for you. There is no darkness on the path that God has for your life. Yes, Proverbs 4.18. You see, it's like a shining light. Say, my path is getting brighter. It's getting brighter. It's shining. Shining like the sun. Hallelujah. So the enemy wants you to leave that path. Because when you stray from the path of the just, and you begin to walk in the path of the unjust, then you've set yourself for defeat. You've set yourself for defeat. So I don't know about you. I'm not going to be moved. <laughs> Hallelujah. I shall not be moved. Yes. I stay on the path. No matter what. Come rain, come sunshine. I'm still on the same path. Don't let anyone talk you out of the path of life. Because there, there are many ways, okay? But there's only one way to life. There are many paths, but there is only one path for the just. So, the strategy of the enemy is to find how to talk you out of where God has put you. And he can do that. He uses many strategies. But one, of the, one of the areas where he works the most and effectively is in your mind. Yeah. So if he can successfully convince you to follow his path. He doesn't need to fight you. He knows you've already lost. If he can successfully talk you out of the path of faith. He's won the battle already. You get my point? Yeah. If he can successfully talk you out of walking in love. He's won the battle already. Last week I told you that his most effective weapon is deception. He uses that effectively. 
So he'll get people to make decisions, wrong decisions, take wrong steps. And then after that, they blame God for the consequence. So why? Why did God allow this to happen to me? Why did you allow yourself to be talked out of the path? Why? Why did you listen to the enemy? Why did you heed his voice? He's going to talk. He's going to talk. But we must not listen to him. You need to know how to answer him. Okay? When he came, when, when he came to Jesus in, in, in Matthew chapter 4, when he was tempting Jesus, remember? He came to Jesus and says, If you are the Son of God, come on, you're hungry. Turn these stones to bread. You've got the power. You've got the power. And look at how he puts it. He says, if you are the son of God. Did he or did he not know that Jesus is the son of God? <laughs> you see? Now, did Jesus know or did Jesus not know that he was the son of God? Very well. So what is it about? If you are the son of God, use your power. Because as a son, you have power. Use it. Very simple. You can command the stone to turn to bread. And you eat it and satisfy your hunger. But that is not the path. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's not the path. That's not the that's not the purpose of the power. So you can have the power, but you need to know what it is there for and how you ought to use it. It's not to use it to, to prove a point to the devil. No, you don't need to prove anything. Yeah. So sometimes when you, when, you, when you find yourself under pressure to prove a point, that's when you get off the path. I'm telling you. Think about it. Many of the blunders you've made, you were trying to prove something. <laughs> Am I communicating? Yeah. You're trying to prove something. You don't need to prove anything. If you don't believe I'm the son of God, it's up to you. No stress. We keep going. Hallelujah. If you don't believe I'm called, it's up to you. I don't need to prove anything to you. We keep going. If you don't believe I'm saved, it's up to you. I don't need to prove anything to you. It's between I and God. I stick to the path. You see? I don't need to prove to you that I have faith. 
No. Why? I just, I just walk by faith. I live by faith. The fact that I'm here means I have faith. So what are you talking about? <laughs> you see? So he tried to talk Jesus. To use the power, it didn't work. What did Jesus do? When, when, Satan, when Satan spoke to him, what, what did he do? He responded. Look at verse 4. It says, he answered and said, it is written. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to know what is written. So as to know how to answer. Now, if you don't know what is written, you don't read your Bible. You will answer according to your feelings. <laughs> and if you answer according to your feelings, he's got you. You are off track. But he said, you know that Jesus didn't answer according to his hunger. Because he, if he were to follow his feeling, his feeling was telling him, you are hungry. His body was saying, you are hungry. I'm sure his body was even shaking. Yeah. If you have ever fasted for 40 days before, then you know the 40th day, when you get to 40 days, that's when hunger returns. Okay? It's after 40 days that you get into starvation. Do you get my point? Most of you that are Hungry for a few hours, you say, I'm starving. You're lying. You're not starving. <laughs> no. For you to starve, you need to go for 40 days without food. Yeah. So, Satan knew the right time to come. You understand? Because when you fast for long, if you, if you fasted for long, you start, you are hungry. The hunger is so much. Then as time goes on, your body starts adjusting. Then it gets to a point that you don't feel hungry anymore. Hunger goes. Yeah, looking at me. Yeah, I know. I'm talking from experience. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm telling you from experience. The hunger goes. Yeah. So you just, just keep drinking water. Just keep drinking water. You, the only thing is that you will deal with weakness in your body. But your body can still go on. But when you get to 40 days, hunger comes back. Now, when that hunger comes back, that's where the problem is. Because if you don't know how to handle that hunger and you go and take pop, you will go and meet your maker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what happens. Some people go on a long fast without knowledge. And when hunger comes, they don't know how to. They just go and descend on their chicken. Don't even try it. Don't try it. So if you fast for 40 days like that, for you to get back to normal food, you need another 40 days. So you, 
slowly, 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 slowly. You start with liquids, then, you know, gradually. But if you just go and take brine meat, <laughs> you end up in casualty. So the devil was, you know, I'm trying to help you to see that the nature of this temptation. Just turn it to bread and eat. So if Jesus ate that, if Jesus did that and ate and he died, huh? Can you can you imagine? <laughs> so there is a lot behind that temptation. Many times when he suggests something to you, there's a lot more behind what he's suggesting. But you don't know there's a lot hidden behind that. Just like when he told Eve, if you just eat this thing, your eyes will open. You will be like God. Was she not already like God? Was she not made in God's image? After his likeness, what like God again? What kind of God is she supposed to be like? You see. And she looked, wow. Yeah, and as the more she focused on the fruit, the more it appealed. The power of suggestion. She says she looked at the tree. It was a tree desirable to make one wise. How do you, how does it how do you look at a fruit? Look at it, and then now you see you now start seeing that it can make me wise. It's the power of suggestion. So when he wants to take you off the path, there is what he suggests to you. He'll suggest something to you. And then the more you accommodate what he suggests, that which he has spoken begins to create. It begins to simulate the lying, the lie that he has told you. It now begins to appear to be true. And then when you follow, you now discover, oh no, what a blunder. What have I done? It was too late. So, if you are going to remain immovable, you will need to learn to deal with your mind. Do you understand me? Learn to deal with your mind. Learn to discipline your mind. Learn to control your mind. Learn to control your thoughts. Not every thought that comes to your mind should be accommodated. Thoughts will come every day, but they don't belong in your mind. Not every thought belongs in your mind. Amen? Yeah. You want to be immovable? Then pay attention to your thought life. Pay attention to your thought life. Because even if there's nothing 
you can talk about that there is no thought that can take you, that can rob you. There's, there's always a thought, let me put it this way, there's always a thought that Satan can use to rob you of what you have. Think about it, anything you can think about. Is it your salvation? There's a thought that can rob you of your salvation. You'll sow it. If you accommodate it, before you know it, you can lose it. Yeah, because one thought would lead to a certain conviction that will now lead to certain action, that will now lead to a certain direction, that will now, you know, you see, just continue like that. There are many people in hell who are not supposed to be in hell, but that they believed a lie. Do you understand? Yeah. So he uses, he, he, he uses his words and thoughts. He projects them to you. For example, God healed you. God healed you. And you got up and you see you can dance. You are celebrating. And you are walking, enjoying your healing. Okay? After two months, you wake up one morning, he says to you, look at you, you're not healed. Can't you see how you feel? In fact, check. You see, you are not healed. Check yourself. Then you now check. Eh. I thought I was healed. What has he done? He has talked you out of your healing. He has stolen your healing. He's a thief. That's what he does. He has stolen it. Then the next thing, oh, I thought I was healed. You are the one that testified and danced and jumped. And now, you are crippled again. The power of suggestion. There was a lady. Um, I read this in a book years ago. She was she was healed. She was crippled. No, was it a lady or a man? it was a man? He was crippled. So he went to a meeting and he got healed. He got healed, and he started going back to the farm. Went to farm. This is somebody who could not farm. For so long. Now he's healed and he's back to the farm. And he's farming, he's, he's you know, he's celebrating. And he was healed for six months. Six months he was living a normal life. And one day he was in the farm. And while in the farm, he just, as he was, you know, busy working, then he heard, Cah! and then the thought came, hmm. I thought you were healed. Can you see you're not healed? And the guy like, oh no, I thought I was healed. The moment you start repeating what he told you, instead of responding with the word of God to say it is written, instead of resisting him, you now become, 
one with him. You now agree with him. You lose it. So before he knew it, the guy looked for his crutches. He was back on his crutches again. <laughs> you have a real enemy. You better wake up and see he is real. And you too, you have, you've been given the weapons to deal with him, but you don't use it. Then now I start blaming God. Oh God, but I thought you healed me. Well, why am I like this? God is like, why did you allow it? Is it not Jesus that said, hold fast to that which you have. Lest anyone take it away from you. Power of suggestion. He will just come and suggest something to you and you just absorb it. You just, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, until you lose what God has given to you. Then you realize that you were senseless by believing him and accepting and agreeing with him. Instead of responding like Jesus to say, it is written. Is that, what, what did James say? Is, or is it Peter? He says, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. So when he comes, you don't resist him. You're saying, God, come and drive, drive him away. Come, come and chase him away. No, God is not coming to do that. You better do it. You have authority. What are you doing with your authority? You have the word. What are you doing with the word? You have the blood of Jesus. What are you doing with the blood of Jesus? You have power. Use it. You see. Thank you. James 4, 7. Yeah. You see there. How do you submit to God? You submit to God by lining up with his word. Okay? Yeah. You submit to God by lining up with his word. You line up with his word and then resist him. Let's read it in the Amplified. James 4, 7 in the Amplified. It says, look at what it says. So, submit to the authority of God. All right? Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. Can you see that? Stand firm against him and he will flee. This is a guarantee. If you will do this, it's guaranteed that he will flee. Guaranteed. And let me tell you this. Submitting to God is not just a once-off thing. You continue to submit to God. And then you continue to resist him. That's how the Greek puts it. You continue to resist him and he will flee. He will continue to flee. But... Christians today are guilty of allowing the enemy to lie to them. 
We are all guilty of believing his lies. And we need to stop it. If we want to be immovable. Hallelujah. How many times? I can't even count how many times he has told me, you are finished. I say, it's you that is finished. Your destiny is sealed. Your doom has been declared. Not me. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I answer him with the word of God. I answer him and I say, Jeremiah 29, 11. What does it say? Read it, Satan. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of plans of peace and well-being. That's the amplified. Hallelujah. And not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. That is, that is how you deal with him. When it comes, throw the word at him. declaring the word. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Even if you feel afraid, say, I will not be afraid. Amen. Yeah. Because he uses your mind. He uses suggestions to bring doubt over God's promises. Brings doubt into your mind concerning God's promises. He also brings fear into your life. Oh, how many times? How many times? I was tempted to be afraid, but I refused to yield. I refused to yield. So sometimes it will seem as if, oh, what God said is not going to happen. Have you been there before? It has already happened. That's how faith sees things. It has already happened. It is yet to manifest. But it has happened. Come on. Yeah, when God says something, when God speaks to you, you are in the place of prayer and God speaks to you. You are there. You are sitting here and as, as you are hearing, listening to me, God now speaks to you and he gives you a rema. Listen to me. When he says it, it's done. Now, what you need to do is to learn how to, how to handle what God has said in the immaterial form before it becomes material reality. So that's where we falter. That's where we shake. That's where we become movable. If we don't understand how to, do, how to handle that, like when he says to Abraham, he says to Abraham, he says, your name shall no longer be Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you. Come on, let's turn there. Genesis. O karabazindeketo. Emengeteketusta. Somebody is being free. From the lies of the devil this morning. Genesis 17. Hallelujah. Yes. 
It says, look at, look at. It says in verse 4, as for me, behold, my covenant will be with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. Okay? You shall be. Notice. Okay? You shall be a father of many nations. All right? Then verse 5. He says, no longer shall your name be called Abram. Okay? Remember, he says, you shall be. What tense is that? Future, right? And then now he says, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called what? Abraham for? Hey. When? When did God make him? When he spoke it. That's right. He says, for I have made you a father of many nations. Hallelujah. So God makes by speaking. Come on, talk to your neighbor. Say, God makes by speaking. Yeah. So God speaks to make. And then after he has spoken, it, it comes to pass. Do you understand me? Yeah, so if God has spoken to you, he has made it already. And if he has made it, there is no reason to doubt. Because he has made it. But you realize it took years for Abraham to see Isaac. But when did God make him? When he spoke. You need to understand how God works. So God makes when he speaks. But those that walk by sight only believe when they see. Those that walk by faith believe when he speaks. Can you see the difference? So those that walk by sight get easily moved. They are movable. Those that walk by faith are immovable because their faith is based on what he said. So the manifestation, I don't care how long it takes, is coming. God has said it, it is done. So I hold on to what he has said. Come on. And I refuse to believe the lie of the devil. So when the devil comes to me and tries to, you know, trick me, I tell him I walk by faith, not by sight. There are so many things God has said to us. Miracles popping like popcorn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Popping, popping, popping. Have you seen the notice out there? Yeah, go to the popcorn machine and you see the message. Hallelujah. You see it there. 
such a statement, we can see it already. Hello, say I can see it. done. So he says to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. So it was, he made him at that point when he spoke. That was when he made him. Do you know that Abraham was not alive when Israel became a nation? I mean physically. He was not alive. <laughs> Did you realize that? Yeah. Well, he was alive. He saw Isaac. Okay? Isaac born and Isaac grew. But when did Israel become a nation? Yeah, through Jacob. I, Abraham didn't see Jacob. This was years later, but it was done already when God spoke. Can you see how God works? So some of the things you've given up on are actually already things that were already established in the spirit. Things that were already concluded in the spirit, but because you were walking by sight, you lost it. And you believe the lie of the enemy. And it also affected your decision-making process. You make decisions as if it has not been done. Meanwhile, the angels were celebrating the birth of this thing. May we be immovable. In shaky times. The whole world might be shaking, but I refuse to move. Hallelujah. If you read that in the Young's literal translation, I don't know if you have that on the screen. The Young's literal translation, you will see how it puts this verse. This is a literal from the Hebrew. Literal. Okay? Literal. You have it on the screen? You don't. Can somebody find that for me, please? Open it for me. I want to read. Okay. Maybe you can read it. Since you're anointed. And... Okay, Young's Literal, Genesis 17, verse 5. I'll read from verse 4. I, lo, my covenant is with thee. And thou hast become, hast become a father of a multitude of nations. And thy name is no more called Abram, but thy name hath been Abraham. For father of a multitude of nations, I have made thee. Can you see that? Can you see that? Thank you. All right. We got it out there. You see? It says, Lo, my covenant is with thee. And thou hast become father of a multitude of nations. You have become. Come on, turn to someone and say, you have become. How did you become? By the word of the Lord. Amen. When God speaks, he makes you to become what he says. 
He says, and thy name is no more called Abram. Hallelujah. No more. It ends. When? When God speaks. There are certain things that end when God speaks and certain things that begin when God speaks. Amazing. God can just change your life by speaking. That's why you need to be where God is speaking. Not where everybody else in the marketplace is speaking. Because everybody else in the marketplace can be saying their reality. But God doesn't need the reality of the marketplace. God is the reality. So God himself can just come and speak and release the new reality. Do you get my point? So don't be moved by what is happening, the shaking around you. Ask yourself, what is God saying? What is God saying? What, whatever God is saying, that's what should give you stability. Keeping you secure. You don't want to be talked out of the path of life. He said, but thy name hath been Abraham. Oh God. <laughs> this ancient English, you can't beat it. You know, there's no new translation that can catch this like this. <laughs> For a father of a multitude of nations, I have made thee. Amazing. So what is God saying to you? What has God said? That the circumstances are contradictory to what God has said. You know that after this experience, Abraham still went for some years before Isaac was born. I could imagine when Abraham wakes up and he publishes it in the, in the newspaper, change of name. <laughs> huh? No more Abraham. Formerly Abraham, now Abraham. You know what they, they, they'll be saying about him? Hey, desperation has, has, the guy has lost it. The guy is having mental problem. This, this, this is, you know, this thing about, he's obsessed with this thing about his son. Now he's calling himself father of nations. He has not even had this son. He's talking of nations. I can imagine what the neighbors were saying. When he says, no more, don't call me Abraham anymore. From now on, call me Abraham. Can you imagine what it was like? And his servants, 318 of them. All right, guys, from now on, my name is Abraham. No more Abraham. They'll be saying, yes, sir. Then... <laughs> When they go into the room, they say, <laughs> something is working in his brain. <laughs> but you see, that's how it is sometimes when you're walking with God. Where are God's people today who will be immovable? Where are God's people who will dare to believe God? And say, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, God, God has said it. 
And that is my reality. Until it comes to pass. So every day they come, they call him Abraham. <laughs> they are mocking him, but they are prophesying. Hallelujah. They are mocking him, but they are prophesying. Abraham, they're prophesying. Father of multitudes, they're calling those things that be not as though they are. They might be mocking him as they're calling it, but they are declaring it. Hallelujah. They are declaring it. They're making fun of him. They're making a mockery. But at the same time, they're declaring the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. When we say every household in Midrand, you better believe it. Hallelujah. You better believe it. We're going to colonize this city for the kingdom of God. We will bring heaven down. Miracles exploding all over this city. Hallelujah. We will see it. We will see it. My goodness. I remember God showed me. Showed me this in December. I was driving in the car with a friend. In this dream. And we got a roadblock and the police stopped. And the police said, he said, I have stage four cancer. Then I said, it goes now in the name of Jesus. And the power of God hit him. Pooh! And the cancer started coming out of his stomach. And the friends were, were oh. I said, don't worry, he'll be fine. And then we drove off. Come on. <laughs> Miracles popping like popcorn in the streets. Are you ready to walk in that? Or are you going to walk by sight? If God has revealed it, I choose to believe what God has shown. That is the reality. God has actually done it. Just hold on to it. Continue to declare it. Those of you that came to kingdom power training, listen to me. You are loaded. With power. Exousia power. Dunamis. My goodness. When you lay hands, expect them to recover. You are not the one to recover them. They are the ones who recover. You do the laying on of hands and release that power into them. You will see miracles, raw miracles before your eyes. I am telling you before God, we're going to see wonders, signs in this land like never before. The Lord has told me this thing. And I know we will see it. The time will come. We, will be, we won't be able to document them all. There will be too many. Did you hear me? There will be too many. Because they will be happening every day. Every day. Every day. Learn to believe the word of God. I can share many other things God has shown me. 
But I'm telling you, if God reveals it, then it's done. It's done. Those of you that God speaks to in dreams, hold on to those dreams. Don't allow the devil to steal them. Tell yourself, it's done. Hold on to it. When the enemy comes, reply him with a scripture. Know the word that you can use to reply. Use the sword of the spirit. The word of God is your sword. Use it. God is only going to come down and use a sword for you. No, he's giving it to you to use. Christian, wake up. Start using the sword of the spirit. Amen? Don't fear. Don't doubt. Don't question God. Use it. Ay, 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 ay. I am excited already. Why? Because it is already. It is done. It is done. It is done. God is not going to do it. He has done it. He has done it. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has done it. God has done it. God has done it. Yes. So we believe God's word. We choose to believe God's word over the lies of the devil. We choose to believe God's word over our feelings. We choose to believe God over what we are seeing. What I'm seeing is a lie. What God did is the truth. That's how you should live your life. You want to be immovable? That's the key. That's the key. You need to start living like that. You need to start thinking like that. You need to start talking like that. You need to deal with your mind and your mouth if you are going to be immovable. When this, everybody is saying something, don't just join them to start saying it. Stop saying so, some of those things. There are some things I hear Christians say, and I'm like, I'm shocked, I'm surprised. How can you say that? How can you be repeating what the devil has released over the airwaves in order to weaken the nations? He has released some, some, some false realities. And he has released demons to, to confirm those realities. And God's people have taken those and they are repeating the same thing. Stop it. Stop it. Amen. You are a child of God. You are a king and a priest. In God's kingdom. You have power. You have authority. Use it. I don't care who it is. I don't care how I don't care how many PhDs they have or how many, you know, they, they can have PhDs until you know there's no space. Listen to me. God's word is true. God's word is true. Stick to the word of God. Hallelujah. Whatever they say, it is their reality. My own reality is different. My reality is determined by the word of God. And that is what I choose to believe. That's what I choose to speak. Instead of repeating what some people are saying. You listen to a radio sometimes. That's why I don't listen to those things anymore. I stopped it. It's just corrupting my faith. I said, no, 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 no. I'm working on something. 
I'm processing a manifestation. Hallelujah. There are some miracles I'm cooking. I can't afford to allow other strange things to come and mess up what God is cooking. What God is processing in me. So I just take it with a pinch of salt. Just listen for maybe five minutes, ten minutes. After that, I switch off. But some of you, you listen from morning to night. They are repeating the same thing. They're the, the same lies. They're repeating the same lies. The same lie again and again and again. Then the lie becomes a stronghold in you. And then you struggle to walk by faith. Stop it. Touch your neighbor and say, please stop it. It ends now. Amen. Our time is gone. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning. We glorify you. We refuse to move. We refuse to be moved, oh God, by whatever situation, whatever circumstance. My Lord, you have spoken and you have done it. You have declared the authority of your word is what rules my life. Come on, begin to declare that. Begin to tell the Lord, Lord, your word is what rules my life. I bring myself under the authority of your word. Tell him, come on, in the name of Jesus. Yes, I bring myself under the authority of your word. And I resist Satan. I resist his lies. I resist the lies of the devil. In the name of Jesus. Yes. We refuse. We refuse. Every lie I have believed, I command. I strip myself of every lie. Come on, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Tell you, tell the Lord, I reject every lie. Every lie I have embraced, I get rid of them. Right now, in the name of Jesus. My Lord, my Lord, let faith, O oh Lord, arise in this house. Let faith for miracles. Let faith for the unimaginable. Let faith for the extraordinary be released in this house. My Lord, you said, I and the children that you have given to me are for signs and wonders. I declare that these ones are for signs and wonders. I declare that they are for signs and wonders in this land. Lord, according to what you've spoken to me several times, Lord, I declare and I release it over their lives. Lord, what you've shown me in the night seasons, what you've shown me in the place of prayer, what you've shown me while I was in the spirit, Lord, I release it over them. I release it over them. In the name of Jesus, I release it over them. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God, I command every lie of the enemy, oh God, that has taken root in their lives to be uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I release your power. Let your power flow through them like never before. Where they have been mocked, Lord God. Oh, my Lord and my God. I said that you will answer those mockeries, yours. Those mockers, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. I declare over your life. Signs, wonders, miracles following you. You'll become an instrument 
of signs and wonders in this land. In the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands. Lord, place your hand into these hands. And let these hands, I declare these hands, now an extension of your hands. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let power flow through these hands. Let power flow through these hands. My God, let virtue flow. Hallelujah. Let, let dunamis flow through these hands. Thank you, Jesus. That they will do the impossible. They will do the unimaginable. They will do the supernatural. They will do the extraordinary. In the name of Jesus. Help them, O oh God. To discern the lies of the enemy. I ask for the spirit of discernment to come upon them. That they will discern when the enemy is speaking. In the name of Jesus. Upgrade their discerning abilities. Let there be an upgrade right now. Of discernment. In the name of Jesus. That they will hear the enemy from afar. Even before he comes close, they will recognize him and they will deal with him appropriately. Lord, I ask that you release upon them the wisdom, Lord, that it takes to flourish in the midst of enemies. I release that over their lives in the name of Jesus. I declare them unstoppable. I declare them immovable in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.